So welcome to episode three of Congruency. Hi, Jess here, and we've got Angela and Anthony here in the in front of the mic. And today we're going to ask a few questions to Angela. Angela? Yeah, really great. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming <laughs> along. I'll start off with asking a few quick questions. What's congruency or authenticity to you? So if I look at it for myself in my own life, what it really looks like is... Like there's nowhere that either consciously or unconsciously I'm experiencing a conflict for very long. Like, so congruency for me would be I'll notice when something's off. Yes. So either physically my body will notice something's off or I'll hear myself saying something that I kind of go, that just that just doesn't work or that's just not who I am. The, the less time that happens, the more I know I'm living my life in a way that is authentic to who I say I am that leads into my second yeah, question cool. what do you do with your life <laughs> oh I do lots of things so I um so in terms of um I actually do do lots of things so I have a paid job mm-hmm. so I'm called a leadership development specialist excellent and that means that I coach and develop organizations to how am I going to say this like it's really about how do you get leadership shown up right through the whole organization? How do you unleash people's leadership capacity and have them in action in terms of their leadership potential? Outside of my work life, I am I'm on the board of an organization called Be The Change Australia. I lead programs for an organization called the Pachamama Alliance globally. I parent. I'm a parent. Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of stuff. I'm up in I'm up in action. Yeah. Okay, excellent. And what's your favourite? Just gonna add that. Oh, what's my favourite? All of it. Well, right now I'm really loving um as I'm leading these workshops that are called Awakening the Dreamer. Um and they're with an organisation called the Pachamama Alliance. And our vision is to create, to bring forth an environmentally sustainable, socially just and spiritually fulfilling human presence on the planet. Oh my goodness. And leading and leading workshops that get people in touch with that and connected to how the role they want to play in that. So that's that a joy divine. right now. It that is sounds completely divine. divine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and that also includes dealing with what in the world right now is incongruent with that or yeah. unworkable that gets in the way of that. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. So I do that. Stuff. <laughs> okay, so how do you ensure you're living an authentic or congruent life. How do I ensure it? Well, I suppose the first thing is, you know, I've been I've been working on my own transformation for nearly thirty years. So um, part of doing that actually means I've got a really big community around me that keep me true to myself. So one of the things I do know is that I'm unreliable to do that on my own. No, no, I wouldn't like, say just that. Like, I'm a human being. Human okay, beings okay. are unreliable to keep themselves being the best self because as human beings, what I have to say about it is that we're in fact social beings. Yes. We, are, we only get to be in a social environment, in a social network. We don't get to be fully ourselves on our own. Okay. So what I don't do, if I'm interested in making sure I'm consistently, you know, really working on the edge of my own, yeah, what well, kind of my leadership and who I say I want to be in the world. Okay, yeah. Is I I need to make sure I've got a great community of people around me listening for that. Yeah. Making sure that I live authentically to that. Pushing you into that. And then it's not a, 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 and it, kind of, but it's not about pushing. About saying. Well, right now, because I have been doing it for a long time, and I've got quite, a, I've got an amazing community. It, it feels quite gentle. Okay. It's like by this point, it's a little nudge. It's a little correction. Okay. It's a little, you know, really, is this is this who you want to be right now? Uh-huh. It often doesn't need more than that, but it does need somebody to say that. Okay, great. Yeah. That's a um, very authentic answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
what do you notice when you're operating at a high level of congruency? What do you note? When I'm at my really, like, when it's at its best, the biggest thing I notice is that things keep showing up that are really surprising. Okay. So okay. Mostly that's what I is. It's like, Surprising oh my God. Yourself? Well, yeah, completely. Like I'll kind of go, did that really just happen? <laughs> like, did that really just happen? Like, really? I thought that was going to be much harder or a lot more effort. And yeah. So when it's, when I think when that kind of, when you are, when we are being authentically ourselves and in the world, being, being aligned with our commitment and our purpose, stuff just shows up. It just shows up and it shows up really easily. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> So what has your um what has been your biggest challenge in the coaching environment? Mm. So if I think about um so for me I coach in two quite distinct ways. So one is coaching individuals and mostly I'm coaching leaders okay. to be more effective in their leadership. So I definitely one of my biggest individual coaching challenges was a guy I worked with probably about 8 years ago now and he was a 2IC to a CEO. He was ridiculously effective at making money but he was bullying everybody in his team and he had a really high level of turnover and the first conversation he was really clear publicly that who he wanted was um low maintenance people that's how he would say i only want you if you're low maintenance oh wow yeah so my first conversation with him he got some 360 feedback and you know what was the funniest thing about it was my boss said to me you have to go and give this guy his feedback i'm like well how come because you know my boss had done everybody else and literally he said if i do it he'll hit me you're a girl he won't hit you because the feedback was really tough like it was going to be a really difficult conversation so um you know that so that was really that was my biggest challenge and we turned that around turned into one of my biggest victories oh wow but i had to really be willing to deal with how terrified i was to go and have the conversation that's kind of where i had to start with that so that was how that started with me sharing with him quite a big step you took there (laughs) yeah and i think there is something when we coach particularly we we our intention is often to get people really to go to the edge of where they're comfortable, like yeah. the very edge. Yeah. And you need to be willing to go there yourself. And if you're not, you've got no business coaching. And for me, that was that. That was like, this is, for me, this is the edge of where I'm, you know, actually the edge of my capability and comfort. And yeah, so That's... that was a big challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and what has been your biggest victory in the coaching world? Hmm. Well, turning him around was probably the biggest one. Yeah. So that first conversation was like, I just need to be really clear with you. I didn't even take his feedback the first time I met him. I said, I'm really nervous about having this conversation. Wow. And he literally banged the desk and yelled at me. And so oh. kind of staying there. And so we stayed and I just stayed. I just kept going back. Something that should have taken a really short period of time got extended. Then he started to invite me to come and work with him. And at the end of that process, he really dealt with it was really an amazing experience and he said at the very end he told, said to my boss i've always known that the way i was didn't work wow but <laughs> I, one insight. is i've never had any capacity to do anything about it ever that's how wow. i went and this is a guy you got to deal with like he's got one of the biggest yachts in the harbor like he's a really successful human being he said and to be blunt nobody's ever had the balls to call me on it before so yeah so that was you know it meant he was able to relate to his kids in a really different way you know there was a lot of really it was great it was a really cool experience and um and it's that kind of balance that line between being really courageous and completely compassionate yeah that was that was great that was 
A victory, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you address clients' inauthentic or incongruent behaviours? Yeah, well, I think, and he's a really good example of that, because yeah. I just, I suppose when I work, and I still do this, when I speak, work with people, I just never speak to the deficit. Like, I never relate to anybody like there's anything wrong with them or there's yeah. anything missing. I just keep speaking to, so who's it you want to be and how do you want to show up? Okay, yeah. And for the vast majority of people, I, you know, that's that's a new question. Like, a lot of people don't spend their life actually inquiring Ask, yeah. into, so who do I want to be in the world? Like, how do I want people seeing me and relating to me and... You know, the notion of authenticity, like it takes work to discover who you are. Sure does. <laughs> like, and then there's the work of, well, how do I then behave and act and communicate and operate consistently with that? But unless you get clear about who is it you want to be in the first place, yeah, the rest is, yeah, well, it's kind of, there's <laughs> nothing, you know, there's nothing to actually get to work on. Yeah. Because it all then becomes about you are trying to coach somebody to be a person that somebody else wants them to be, like the boss yeah, or the organization or whoever, somebody else, yeah. or some picture I've got about how I'm supposed to be rather than, but really, what is your heart telling you? Yeah. Who do like, you want to what's be? What's calling for you? Yeah. And there's no way of being authentic or congruent until you get connected with that, That's I, right. I think. Mm. That's right. Definitely agree mm. with you there. <laughs> how do you bring congruency to your family life? In, in much the same way, I mean, I've been both lucky and I would say quite smart, actually, in um, marrying somebody who is also taking himself on and, you know, willing to kind of be on the edge of his own development. I have a child who, you know, soon he was able to talk. I homeschooled my son. I unschooled oh, wow. him. So that was that was a really great experience in you know and it was really a really about how do we authentically raise a child and have a I, I didn't know how to do that and have him go to school so that's probably a much longer conversation but I definitely didn't know how to do that and have him go to school so we didn't have him go to school all of my family have done some kind of transformational work my mom my sister like I surround myself with people who are taking themselves on sounds like yeah. an amazing family yeah they are <laughs> yeah hmm and how do you see congruency plays a key role in your client's life and performance? So I tend not to work um, as much with individual clients now. Like I do do some, I do do some because I work in an organization. Yep. So my clients are, you know, the 400 managers and super leaders in this business. What I'm working on right now is how do they individually, how do you deal with congruence at an individual level and a promise that you make collectively wow you know because they've made a public collective promise to deliver on something for another community of people another kind of couple of thousand people and we are together discovering how to do that wow and there's no i don't have a formula for it but that's what we're trying to figure out together sounds like a yeah. pretty good formula yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of an impact does running an incongruent pattern have on people's lives well if purely from observation when I would say that at, at the end of the day, if particularly the people who I work with and who are in pretty senior leadership accountabilities and have got big things that they're taking on, yep. if they don't deal with it, they get sick again and again. They just get sick. They get taken out. They just do, like they have breakdowns. They have like it just doesn't work. You know, like <laughs> you know, if you're not managing the unworkability of that actively, at some point your body just goes. I give up. That's enough now. Yeah, time to yeah, time to have a break. <laughs> yeah, and and you know the other way that I see it a lot, given I'm working with leaders, is that they they're just ineffective. 
like I'll, I mean I'll often start a conversation with a leader who goes this is what I want to have happen this is my intention and here's what's happening and they takes a while for them to get that the reason that that thing over there is happening isn't because of those people it's because of who they're being ah, you know yes. so they don't automatically go to what's going on over here so that I can influence what's happening over there they want it to be about somebody else <laughs> but that incongruency is about you know actually that's what it looks like when you're not being authentic that's what that looks like you don't produce the results you're interested in producing yeah exactly yeah, gotta look within and people are unhappy and miserable around you like is that what you want (laughs) like (laughs) i sometimes say things as blunt as that like look at their faces they're miserable that's coaching yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) how can we um evaluate each other by holding one another accountable to living an empowered congruent life it's kind of what i said earlier i think there is this thing about how do you keep inquiring with people is this who you want to be like is this who you want to be like how do you want to show up what is it that you're you know, I had this little saying, for, I've kind of moved past it, but for a while I really lived from this saying that when every human being should be able to discover and sing their heart song. And I would sometimes say to people, like even really bullshy, hard kind of mining, engineering, construction people, how's yeah. your heart? Like, what does your heart want? And it kind of, they, it, it dissembles people. Yeah. And I think if you just keep speaking from that place of love and... Yeah. Is this really higher how purpose. you want it to go? Yeah, higher, how, whatever language works for you to say it from. Yeah. But just keep speaking to that. Then you don't have to make anybody wrong. They don't have. They don't think they have to get fixed. They don't have they to just, start, yeah, being just start being congruent. Yeah, <laughs> they start, yeah. That's brilliant. So what does success mean to you, Angela? Immediately you say it. Like I go to this, you know, that vision I said earlier about the Pachamama Alliance. And yes. I know it's big and it's really global, but it say really it does for That is what it is a- for me. Alice you know? just want to hear it again. So that, that we, we bring forth a, an environmentally sustainable, socially just and spiritually fulfilling human presence on the planet. Wow. So for me, success... Like that's thinking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's very it's it just I mean for me it kind of says everything you know it's like yeah that's that's what we're up to and that's what human beings I say every human being wants that yeah okay on the deepest level and yeah and that success um looks like expanding the number of people who are connected with that and in action for that rather than resigned about that that's not possible yeah and then there's some basic stuff like you know like I'm not unlike anybody else I have bills to pay and so I have enough like you know so success is around but it's not even that much I have enough what success is I have enough like my yeah and actually success also looks like being clear what enough looks like okay and not having a sense of um one tang yeah you know that I don't wake up one tang yeah when you picture that success what are the key pillars that you can see that are important to building success for you Mm. I do, I definitely, and I'm really, really fortunate. I definitely need, like I, I go home feeling that I've experienced success when somebody actually has overtly said that conversation made a difference and I've got access to something that I didn't have access to before we started, like in their often action somewhere. Like that, that just kind of feels good. You yeah. know, like that just That's feels good. That's a great pillar. <laughs> and, that, um, and that the work, and that my family's happy. Like yeah. that's a real pillar for me, like that, yeah. the, that my life works like around me, that my husband's engaged in something that he really is stimulated by and my kid's doing something that he really loves and that we're well and healthy would be a pillar. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and we are, we're well and healthy. Um, what's an, is it another one? 
and that I'm forwarding something in the world that has integrity. I think that would be. Can't well, think of anything else really. Yep. Okay, they're, they're great pillars. Uh, what's your favourite thing when it comes to empowering others to live a congruent and successful life? So I don't mean if it means a thing. So I work with a may not be answering this question, but I work with a particular framework. Yes. Which is called, um, which is about increasing people's leadership consciousness. Yeah. And it's quite, it's really leading edge, and it's really. So one, that's one of my favourite things. It's actually about wherever you are, like when you're on the edge, like where's the next edge? Yes. I love I love working on the right on the skinny branches. We sound actually. Like we're speaking to, <laughs> we yeah. like we're speaking to uh, another version of Gary Vaynerchuk in a female body. Uh, yeah. And I love when I'm working with people that, they, you know, like that moment where you, you will know when they're kind of just going, I can kind of smell and taste it, but I'm not quite sure if I'm going to jump in. And then they jump. There's nothing better. Like there is they nothing better. They don't know what better, they're doing, but they but just they go, jump off yeah. and they trust Angela's yeah. word. And, they <laughs> and if trust, they fall, yeah. they fall. And, yeah. they, and they've done it with pride and with effort. And they all, but I think for me, it's more like, because I, I don't think people jump because they trust my word. They jump because they've heard something in themselves. They found that themselves. Leaves that them confident self. that they can jump. Yeah, yeah. Because people don't, we you know, nobody about. jumps because somebody else says it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's very. Good. <laughs> <laughs> when you were young, what did you want to be? Um, that's a good question. I think we should have had that. I at think the start. I wanted to be Matilda. <laughs> oh yes, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. You are. I loved. Yeah, yeah. I loved. Um, yeah, I loved Matilda. Um, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Who influences your journey to this day? So my mum has been one of the most extraordinary influences and she's just like this really ordinary and amazing extraordinary woman and you know there's some things that I remember her saying when I was really little like um, she, we had this saying which was we've never died a winter yet because we had no money we were really poor and she was a single mum and but she just she was really always really honest never hid anything was really straight about stuff but was also completely like we'll figure this out so that the sense of just energy and possibility and I've had amazing managers and professional relationships and then people like you know Werner Earhart who invented Landmark so I've had an opportunity to work with him two or three times and that's been had a really big impact and yeah so I've, I've had a lot of really amazing people around me for a long time and would you agree that your body merely follows your mind's direction? I'm not sure. To, I'm not sure I would agree with that. Just exactly like that. I think if you, if by your mind you mean your consciousness, or as, as getting a long debate about what do we mean by our mind, but I think there's a there's a definite dynamic relationship between our thoughts, yep. our consciousness, and then what happens in our body. I'm not sure it's necessarily one direction. Okay. I think there's a real interaction going on there. Bit of yeah. Well, you know, like there's this notion of that there is a second brain in your gut. Mm. So is that the, is that what you mean by our mind, the one in our gut that tells us this is actually just often not a good idea because even when it's not cognitive. Conscious. Yeah. So I don't know, but I'm clear there's a relationship, and I'm clear that it's there's no separation. I'm just not sure what the nature of that relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. And when you coach, how often do you use your own personal experiences to re- to direct clients? So I'm a, I don't think I would suggest I would never direct a client. 
So that would be just the way that I coach. I might occasionally share an experience and I might occasionally share a story to say, well, this is how I found that. But I, I can't, it's a long time since I've ever actually said to somebody, I, I recommend you go do this. Do this now. Yeah. <laughs> but again, if it's directing in the sense of, you know, here's, it might be worthwhile you having a look here. I can see something there might work for you to go explore. That, okay. That's as directive as I would ever get. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes I share a story, but that's about all. So give us a snapshot, or snort, short snapshot of how important <laughs> <laughs> your word is. Your word. world is uh, way crowded. Again. Okay. <laughs> that's a poorly structured we'll question. <laughs> I think it says word. Is it supposed to be word? Yeah. Yeah. Let's try that again. <laughs> so uh, give us a short snapshot of how important your word is when creating or manifesting your best life. Mm. There's kind of nothing else really, is there? No, <laughs> like, no, 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 where to start with that Can question. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. But, um, you know, I, I said I'm in this program at the moment called Wisdom Unlimited. And, you know, I'm about to walk into a weekend which really explores how do you take something from just a thought, like a momentarily thought you think to actually having it exist in the network of kind of in the network of the universe like bring it into existence and pretty much all that is is by continuing to speak generatively a future that has that show up there's you know yeah and what are the kinds of long what's the kind of i think i think what is really cool though is there's words that come out your mouth like the we also distinguish in that program what we would call immediate, okay. immediate language, which is the emotion, like the all of that emotional energy and communication that gets uh, delivered, and then yep. all of the physical communication that gets delivered, the structural language. So um, when I when I say word, I mean all of that. Great. Mm. And, um, so what are some defense mechanisms you see when you're outgrowing goals and setting a new huge goal? Um, like the I, my defense mechanisms are usually, I'll I'll get really busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll just get really busy, or I'll cause. I mean, it's not uncommon for me to create a complete crisis yeah. to get in the way of something. Yeah, you know, like, um, yeah, like a big crisis, like lose hundred thousand dollars kind of crisis which i did at one point because oh, no. a project failed oh, to, no. to avoid dealing with what there was there for me to deal with wow yeah so i'm you know i'm kind of clear about how powerful word is because yeah. that's kind of what i do with it sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's my particular version of that yeah <laughs> yeah humans are yeah, cool, right? yeah. <laughs> and um what do you think about comparison well, I don't often think about comparison, actually. So that's an interesting question. What do I think about <laughs> comparison? Definitely, I think some. I think it's completely unhelpful for another for to, for people to compare themselves to each other. Oh, yeah. And I also know <laughs> that it's it's a, a mechanism of a particular stage of human development that you can't avoid. So you just want to give it space. Um, it can be powerful for someone if they're comparing who do I want to be and where am I at right now yep. as, a, as a way of getting some energy for action mm. occasionally. But that, but um, I don't know what else to say about that, actually. I don't think <laughs> about it very often. It is, yeah. I often <laughs> compare myself to Anthony thinking, 
what if I could lift the weight that Anthony lifts at the gym? Or yeah. what if I could do the cardio that, that Anthony does at the gym? Yeah. And sometimes I think, what if I had one of those things in between my legs that Anthony has? What would I be like? As yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't want to model. I don't think there's anyone else that I'd want to model in the way of personality um, mm. other than Anthony. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I've known from, from doing this podcast with him and creating business Mm. ventures together and doing our transformational journey together which you've probably seen a large portion of is um is that he's designed to empower people much like yourself and um his personality i hope it shows through in me when i do do these comparisons but they're moment (laughs) by moment (laughs) and when when i have that comparison (laughs) It ends up in me paying attention to my internal dialogue. Okay, what yeah. is there here to learn? Yeah. And also laughing out loud. <laughs> and I think there's a real distinction there between and like comparing and being curious. Mm. Yeah. Like, so what it like because I love that. That's actually really cool. Like, what would it be like to be that person? Yeah. Like, what would it like curious. to be that strong? Yeah. What would it like like that like a curiosity about that and a playfulness about it rather than. You know, comparisons, I think comparisons often leave people really disempowered, you know, like around, you know, I'm somehow or other less than because I'm not really, well, actually, but that's that's just the word. (laughs) Get very curious of how people operate. Mm. What would that be like to be them? Like, that's really interesting how they do that. Um, So what do you think about habits? Um... I, again, I think they could be really useful. Like, I think there's a lot of work that's been done on this idea that, you know, if you really want to master something, you want to create disciplines and habits of what are the practices that you want to practice every day so that you become masterful in this particular thing you want to become masterful in. Um, so I think they kind of work. I mean, I think it's, and they also probably give you access in terms of the habits that we have that don't work for us, gives us a place to look. You know, it's like this, if it's a pattern, it's like, well, you know, like, that again, that curiosity about wonder what it is that has you do that again and again and again, even though you know that it doesn't work for you. Because <laughs> you, know, you clearly know it doesn't That's work, so but you're going to still, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> and um, would you agree with the statement that the meaning of your communication is the response you get from it? Um, yeah, pretty much, actually. And, and again, I may not have said it like that, but, you know, again, I try and operate from and coach people from that your communication is 100% your responsibility. Yeah. So if, if what you get back is, whatever you get back is a response to what, like it's an authentic response to what you just communicated, like what you actually communicated rather than what you intended to. The power of words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in my, my work, I do um, also use actors quite a lot. Okay. And that's really amazing. What was that? Actors. Actors. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I often have actors come and work with a client or a, a small group of clients in kind of workshop settings. Okay. And you see completely clearly, like I, I cannot tell you how many times I've had someone say to me, but they said exactly the same thing as the person who I'm trying to get better at communicating with. <laughs> like, did you give them a script? And I'm going, no, no, really. Like there's nothing else that's possible in that conversation than that because of who you, you know, it's really powerful. You can't, you can't pretend it's got anything to do with the other person. Yeah. Yeah. That's projection. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take that responsibility <laughs> and that on. <laughs> and would you agree that most of the time people just make the best choices that are available to yeah. them at the time? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do a lot of like my work now is very much system oriented. So, you know, I operate from a perspective that goes if something's not working, it's because the system only allows what showed up to show up. And everybody in the moment made the best choice they could on the day and was the best person they could in the moment. And that was what the best looked like. <laughs> yeah. Rather than, yeah. And it's, I think, again, when you're coaching and creating structures for big groups to collectively grow and develop, it, it gives you access to having kind of conversations that aren't possible otherwise because it then becomes about the individual. Yeah. You know, like if you have to start from, no, that was, that was the best choice or the best way of being that that person had access to in that moment. That's it. Yeah. It really gives them that space, I guess, as well, to be empowered in that. Yeah. They made that choice the mm. best they could. Yeah. And do you feel if you change your mind, you can change your results in life? Um, again, let's go back to this earlier conversation about changing your mind. You know, so um, I've just lost recently lost quite a lot of weight. So I lost about nearly 28 kilos now. Wow. And it wasn't just because I decided to lose weight. It actually did take some change of habits, mm. you know, and practices and saying some different things and putting structures in to support it. So okay. I get the gist of it, like that it starts with me saying something different. It starts with your mind. Yeah. But then it, but it needs something habits. other than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it needs a structure to keep. Yeah. And that, again, kind of goes back to that thing I said earlier about... I am the most, on my own, I'm unreliable. Yep. With a squad, you can achieve With a squad, I can take anything. it, yeah. Yeah, and particularly like a squad that's really there for, for my success and, you know, yeah. Beautiful. So Now, this question isn't there, but okay. um, I'm going to throw it in because our previous podcast, which I don't think you've listened to yet, um, podcast number two, it only came out last night, we had a resigned and cynical member of society who's who's quite educational but um his outlook on on his personal development was that uh he hadn't had a very pleasurable experience Mm. doing the landmark forum yeah yeah and i know that you've done work in transformation and in that with that particular Mm -hmm. company what would you say um your experience has been in transformation Mm. when it comes to landmark Mm. Um, and I have done if transformational call, work in many companies. So it's not I've not just done work yep. at Landmark. Yeah. Um, so you're weathered. Yeah, very weathered. You're well weathered. Um, and so there's a couple of things I would say. So one is, I don't think it's ever comfortable. Yeah. Taking yourself on. Taking yourself on. <laughs> oh, no. Doesn't mean it doesn't work. And it, it doesn't mean it has to be uncomfortable, but, it, but comfort or feeling good about it has got zero relationship with its effectiveness. Yeah. So I had someone, for example, I did a transformational program, which wasn't a landmark program. It was actually at Harvard, you know, one of the okay. best business schools in the world. Yeah. Um, a highly transformational leadership development engagement with a guy called, who specializes in an area of work called adaptive leadership, which is about transformational leadership. And someone walked out after paying $10,000 to do the program. Oh, Whoa. Wow. On, on day two. Because Gosh. she couldn't deal with the discomfort in the room. Oof. She couldn't deal with wow. the fact that this person at the front of the room said, I have zero interest in your safety and I'm not going to be taking care of you for the next 10 days. Yep. Be responsible. Couldn't be there. Couldn't <laughs> Generate be in the space. yourself. <laughs> and it, you know, so it's, it's, not, um, it's not for everybody. Like, and I yeah. have put a few hundred people, I've put, you know, at least, maybe even more than that now through the Landmark Forum. Yeah. And I also say to people... It, unless you're really up for taking yourself on, I wouldn't bother. You gotta have skin in the game. 
Yeah, and you have to have something in your life that you want to really expand. Yeah. Like the transformational work is only for people who are at the edge of something and want to expand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, you can't. I you, can't do the forum for you. Yeah. Or I can't anything. Do it for any kind of development. <laughs> I've got to do yeah. it for myself. Yeah. And what I'm up to in the yeah. world. Yeah. And you might even not know that that you might not even. You know, my mum did the landmark forum because I said she should. You know, like wow. like like five minutes after I did it. Wow. And she was, you know, she had no, like, skin in the game. Like, she wasn't somebody who's going, I'm really taking on my transformation, so I'm going to do this program. I'm changing the whole she was universe just like, like Angela. <laughs> she's just like, okay. But there was something, there was something that she got about my life. There was a way we used to talk when I was younger, when she would say, you know, every night, if you said, if you die tonight, is your life complete? Mm. and unless you can every night die be willing to go if I die tonight my life's complete yeah then there's somewhere to go mm. okay and if that's what you I'm interested in have people having lives like that yeah. yeah like there's nothing unsaid yes there's nothing that is undone there's nothing that I regret there's I'm uh, my life has been given to something I think is really worth it mm. and you know I'm now at a stage of my development where I go and that means that everybody on the planet's life like not wow. just mine personally but personally, it's kind of like, why would you not? Why would you not just have a life where you got to go to bed every night and went, you know, today was worth living. Yes. And I'm going to get up tomorrow and do it again. Yes. And, you know, and if occasionally you end up somewhere that's a bit uncomfortable or not, or, you know. That's life. Keep, and, but also <laughs> that just is real life. also be like, it's cool to be cynical. Yeah. But it. Well, not cool, but it's like your choice. At least if you're being responsible for that's the way that you're going to be in the world. Mm. At least be responsible for that. Yeah. You know, nobody's making you. But it does, drives me a little nuts occasionally, but I kind of go, people, I have, one of the things my friends definitely know about me, my really close friends, and particularly the close friends who've not done any transformational work, they never complain to me ever. Wow. They know I'm not going to tolerate it. You're going to make them make a change. I'm just going to say You're going to stand in this space date, of Do something or shut up complaining. Yeah, wow. Or complain to somebody who's willing to listen to your complaint. And entertain it. I mean, you know, find someone who will entertain Yeah, I'm unwilling. And I, yeah, I am unwilling to relate to you someone who can't have life be great. Wow. Unwilling. That's beautiful. Yeah. Are we going to close off there? Yeah, That's a really sorry. fabulous note to close up on. <laughs> Anything further you'd like to mention, Anthony? Um, yeah, so if you know anyone that these podcasts resonate, feel free to share as much as possible. Yep, sharing is caring. <laughs> thanks. Anything else you'd like to say, Angela? It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thanks, thanks for inviting so me along. Thanks so much for coming over, <laughs> recording and 